1: I can't go on. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 29th, 2011. For newcomers, look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll find hundreds and hundreds of audios to choose from, where hopefully you get shortcuts. It'll save you a lot of time. A lot of your life, in fact, if you understand you're born into a system that pre-existed, your parents even, and your grandparents, uh, under a big plan, working on a, a big plan towards a brave new world scenario, you're going through the big part of it today as the major changes. Well, up, up to this, it was a build-up to it, the gradual changes Uh, getting it all ready for the global society. But now you're going through the radical changes as they even try to alter our perceptions on what gender is and all the rest of it. So I'll give you, as I say, a lot of links in those audios to and books as well, of to, to big players who help design this pre- present system that you're going through. Some of them are actually coming forward today for the first time. They'll be on the go for about 50, 60 years, some of them. Big think tanks, foundations, organizations, very quiet, and they're coming forward more and more because they know the public are so mind-bombed with so much data overload, they don't really care too much, especially if the media tells them not to worry about anything or tells them to, to worry about something else, which is trivial. That's how you're directed in your thoughts. So help yourself to the audios. Remember, too, you're the audience that Bring Me To You. If you wanted to hear more of this this particular type of information, um, you can help me by buying the books and discs that I have for sale at cutting through the com. All those sites listed there, by the way, have transcripts in English for a print-up. A lot of the talks I've given, not all of them, though. And go into to Alan Watts sent in, if you want transcripts in other languages. So, if you want to keep me going, as I say, buy the books and the discs from the US to Canada. You can use a personal cheque or an international postal money order from your post office, or send cash, or use PayPal. You'll see the donation button on the Com site. Use that and followed up with an email with name, address, and order. And you find out how to do all of that on the Com site, as I say. And across the rest of the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram and again PayPal to order using the donation button. And remember, straight donations are certainly very, very welcome because, as we all know, and we're living through it, the dollar is becoming pretty worthless as prices go up and up and up, and that's called inflation. That's how they like to call it. Uh, They're also calling it quantitative easing. It sounds better than inflation. Inflation brings back memories of all the old black and white pictures we've seen of the Great Depression. We're actually way beyond the Great Depression with unemployment already. And, of course, it's designed, it's designed, as I say, to go a lot further and get a lot worse. You're living through a script, a script planned a long time ago. Lots of other scripts involved are working together with a central head to bring in this brave new world because technically we're all farmed for those who have decided long ago that they were the most special and best to rule the rest of the world, being, after all, incredibly rich and coming off good stock, as I like to call it. And the lesser stock are the junk genes, that's all of you out there, who have been keeping the ones at the top living in luxury for an awful long time. But farmers don't like excess uh, animals around. When the market's down, they tend to get rid of them. And believe you me, uh, the boys at the top have not been idle there either. They've been getting rid of a lot of us since the 1950s with uh, design cancers and various other things via food inoculations and your water supply. So that they don't sit and just twiddle their thumbs and toss around ideas at the top. They actually implement the plans. And after all, who wants to volunteer to be euthanized or sterilized? and come down with cancer when you hit about 30. They won't get any volunteers except for a few crazy ones, so they implement it by stealth. After all, they've got the power to do it. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and as I've mentioned so many times before you're living through a script and I hope you really do understand that but now you're living through a planned script. I used to be fascinated when I was young to read the communist uh, plans for the Soviet Union plans, I should say, really for the Soviet Empire and how they had five-year plans to get one part of it achieved and 10-year plans, 15-year plans, even 50-year plans and beyond. And what struck me too was when you enter the United Nations, you had the same kind of things going on, all these big, big plans. Now, the United Nations, remember, most must take for granted is a private institution, and this private institution uh, basically got all governments to sign on to it by law, basically signing uh, all of you down, uh, along with the country, of course, as you signed on to, to, the, to the laws of the United Nations and the stated goals of the United Nations. And believe you me, this awful organisation is running most most aspects of your lives to right down to population reduction. Um, uh, inoculations, mandatory, etc., for all children, all that kind of stuff, but also to do with the kind of children they want raised, all the gender nonsense we're hearing today of what is gender anyway, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all come from the United Nations, including all the building court codes around the whole planet whether it's electrical, plumbing, or anything else, all comes from there. Because, you see, they, they were set up to be a world government and not a democratic world government. There's nothing democratic about it. You don't get to vote for United nations. And um, and your 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 relatives or ancestors who helped or who live, were alive at the time when it was created didn't get a vote either for even the creation of it. It's a private organisation, and that was the way that decided a long time ago. The big boys at the top, the big bankers, and the elite decided that democracy wouldn't work. They didn't like it very much. It was too too messy. They couldn't get their big plans through to enrich themselves even more. So they'd give you a, whatever it would appear to be democracy, a con. Of democracy to keep us all quiet and happy while they rushed ahead and got things done. Uh, but so the, the system we're now is, is really post-democratic, they, they say that themselves, but we never really had democracy by any means at all. But p- part of this big plan too was to, to get a world order in. As I say, I've gone through the history of the setting up of the League of Nations and then the United Nations, and it all stemmed from London of course. And uh, an, an idea that came out of the British Empire for the for the globe, a commonwealth of nations, as they like to call it, still call it today, a commonwealth of nations. That's where the elites steal all the commoners' wealth. And uh, we're supposed to be happy and we have flags about it. Anyway, the, the, the Milner group that uh, helped form, along with the Rhodes Foundation, they helped form the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations on the American side. Uh, decided they wanted to use the British model since it already owned a good part of the world for a, a global empire and eventually bring in a form of world government. And remember, too, the Milner Group were comprised mainly of international moneylenders. That's who Milner was. He was part of that system. Uh, he was on the head of so many different banks and big insurance companies, Barclays, all these companies, and, uh, and so were all of the other members, and they'd all gone to the right school as well in London to bring this about. They were very secretive. They helped to foment wars, and even their official historian, Carol Quigley, uh, releases some of that in his book, The Anglo-American Establishment, and his other book, Tragedy and Hope. So these guys literally were all for creating conflict and then guiding the conflict. That's why they have departments of conflict resolution, they call it, Uh, on board with the Royal Institute of International Affairs but through conflict they could guide the conflict and then bring in a new society because you see war has many aspects and one of the big aspects apart from changing the economy and looting countries is also to change societies and they wanted to standardize all societies across the world with a common culture eventually. And we're pretty well there today. You can't go from, from say, London to across Africa without seeing children with the T-shirts on, the sneakers on, sometimes the hats on backwards because they're getting old tapes to listen to, and, uh, and that kind of stuff. Hollywood is everywhere too, and the decision to make Hollywood... Uh, The culture creator for the world was taken in Britain in the 1960s when the Royal Institute of International Affairs had their global meeting to see if the British film studios uh, would lead the world by putting out these particular types of movies. Or should they leave it to Hollywood? And they decided at that meeting to give it to Hollywood to be the culture creator. And America then would also lead the world in the music, which would go along with it too, to change culture step by step by step. The fashion industry is already under uh, uh, basically a capstone. They all follow the ones at the top to make sure they all follow the right fashions, which are simply to do with how much flesh is going to be revealed and in what areas, etc., and that's really what it is. So they all worked together to create the culture for a whole planet, and everyone follows suit. They wanted to bring in a society where promiscuity would lead to demands for abortion because of the fallout from it. And they wanted to, to uh, also stop bonding between people so they wouldn't get married and they wouldn't want children. And it's been awfully successful. Uh, We're down to almost irreplaceable levels now across Europe, by the way, for folk who don't know that, even though other organizations are still at it asking for more funding to bring the population down even further, we're actually dropping below sustainable levels. And that's why they're saying at big meetings like the OSCE I mentioned yesterday, they've got to maybe double or triple the immigration from other countries, especially the Far East, are saying, to replace uh, uh, the populations across the whole of Europe and America, by the way, and Canada too. So it's working to plan. This is what they wanted. They wanted to eradicate what they called uh, those races. Long ago, by the way, they called them races before it was politically incorrect but to obliterate those races uh, that were uh, could be aggressive or dominant uh, and so on. And, of course, it, they were talking mainly about the people in Britain at that time. that was the white people and America as well. So they've been awfully successful at it. You'll really need in the science fiction books that really program you and uh, predictive programming. They put an ID in your head so that when it happens, it's kind of familiar to you. You don't realize that you're already programmed through fiction for the new to come along and accept and uh, Arthur C. Clarke, in his book 3001, that's 2001, 2010, and 3001, he talks about this particular blend that would be left at the end of the ones who came through the big purge, where they killed off all the lesser beings, and the, the mixtures that were desirable from the different races combined. So there's nothing new under the sun, it's just that most folk... Um, Prefer to watch more fiction without studying the fiction or even understanding who designed it, where did the money come from, why this particular route is it, is it going, and why are you left with this thought. Regardless of what they do, by the way, you always think it's a wonderful ending, isn't it? And uh, of course, if it happened in reality and you were really sane, it would not be a wonderful ending at all to most of these movies. We also know too that uh, a long, long time ago, part of this group, which was called Technocracy, and they wanted to get a substitute for cash, and they decided that the way of the future would be to value all energy, all energy. Now that they put in CO2 there with it as well, but all energy, FDR was all for this, by the way, and I'll put up a link tonight on some of the history of this. It goes back to the 1930s where the big wigs got together and saw a world where they could tax all electricity, all fuel, all everything, and, and that would become a form of currency in itself. But getting back to that too, there's an article here on something that says one thing but obviously means another. We know they've integrated the systems, the electrical grids across America, as Canada and the States at the same time. And we know, I know for a fact, just by observing what's been happening here, if you get the slightest thunder clap a few miles away, the whole darn grid goes down for hours because they're putting in a lot of, um, not the old, uh, more robust type units to, to stop the, to, the tripping happening. These things are so darn sensitive. Anything trips them and the whole lines go down. So they're using chipper, uh, cheaper um, um, uh, components, obviously, to put it all together in this great North American power grid system. And this article here is, it says, Appliance disruptions feared and power grid test and from Washington. A year-long experiment with America's electric grid could mess up traffic light security Systems and some computers, and make plug in clocks and appliances like programmable coffee makers run up to 20 minutes fast. This is the rubbish they're telling you. There's something else behind this because you see, you've never really had a completely standard grid. Some places get 110 volts, some will get 120, some 130, even in rural areas. But the, the, the equipment that you're using generally is, is uh, able to cope with the variability without losing any time or anything else. The only trouble you'll get is when they drop the voltage and the current down a certain level and then appliances with motors, et cetera, overheat and burn out, which might be more, like, more of what they're really, they're really meaning here. They're trying to say you're just going to lose some time. But we'll never get told the real story. It's so a lot of people are going to have things break and they're not going to know why, says Demetrius Martzakis head of the Time Service Department of the U.S. Naval Observatory, one of two official timekeeping agencies in the federal government. Since 1930, electric clocks have kept uh, a time based on the rate of the electrical current that powers them. If the current slips off, its usual rate clocks run a little fast or slow. Power companies now take steps to correct it and keep the frequency of the current and the time as precise as possible. The group that oversees the U.S. power grid. Now, who is the group that oversees the U.S. power grid? The group, right? It's proposing an experiment that would allow more frequency variation than it does now without corrections, according to company presentation obtained by the Associated Press. Officials say they want to try this to make the power supply more reliable, save money, and reduce what may be needless efforts. What efforts are they talking about? The test is tentatively set up to to start in mid-July, but that could change. So they're talking about tweaking the power grid's frequency. This is expensive and takes a lot of effort. Is anyone using the grid to keep track of time? Let's see if anyone complains if we eliminate it. Eliminate what? The grid or time? (laughs) Anyway, no one is sure what will be affected. This is rubbish too. It's obviously getting us ready for something, something else. Uh, is it rolling brownouts perhaps because they certainly cut you down by half voltage back with more after this break Hi, folks. We're back and cutting through the matrix. It seems, too, that the first parts of uh, Obama's uh, new healthcare system, which was based to be based on the British system, which is slashed at the bone, by the way, for those who don't know how it really works over there, they're actually advising you get euthanized in Britain openly now from the, the top people in the National Health Service are saying, you know, it's costing too much to keep these people alive. Well, this is the one that, that Obama wants to bring in to the United States. It's not the old British system from, say, the 70s, which worked pretty good. This is the completely slashed to the bone system. And they used, again, the Rand Corporation to do the studies to find that the one that they wanted to emulate. And they came up with the British system. So I'll put this link up to... Uh, Obama's, it says here, U.S. Appeals Court on Wednesday upheld par- uh, Barack Obama's uh, signature healthcare law, handing a victory to the White House by ruling Congress and had the power to require that Americans buy insurance. So you are got to buy insurance for a system that really isn't there. That's what you'll find in Britain too. <laughs> it's not bad, eh? It's not really there at all. It's good in paper, mind you, when you read all the glossy stuff. And and that's really how it's going. We live in an absolute nonsense today. It's almost a madhouse. And it's all uh, uh, really works out because we're all living on the computer today. And most folk don't even live in the real world. They're tweeting all over the place and on the phone all the time, and they can't think for themselves whatsoever. Uh, the, 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 their friends are all the, somewhere out in the ether. They never really meet them, and lots of them aren't even real anyway. They're sock puppets put up by government. So that's how mad the people are, and that's why you're getting these fast changes now because they you know most folk are, are technically quite mad. Even, they're all doing the same thing at once. They're all doing the same things, exactly. So they think they're sane. I'm doing what everybody else is doing. So they think they're sane, but they're actually quite mad. And that, that, that's a fact. There is a, a form of madness. You can be technically mad and still survive in society collectively. Um, another one i am putting up tonight again, too, is confusing teens again uh, about their gender. This is the same one I put up before, the radical new, uh, new French high school curriculum. How it's really being put in there? What is gender anyway? And that the sudden about this old Marxist stuff and Pavlovian stuff. You are because because mummy dressed you that way, and that's how that's why you are that way, and all that rubbish, utter tripe, that they're forcing down everyone's heads as they they recreate the world in the way that they want it to be recreated. They want the farm animals to behave in a different way today. And I also put up a link too. It's uh, It's about eugenics and population. Uh, It says Logan's Run was brought to life, and it brought to life the idea that living 30 years was plenty. I mentioned that years ago you should get Logan's Run. It was a good uh, predictive programming uh, movie to do with the the, the earth, uh, running out of all resources, by the way. And uh, the the ancients decided to put all the young folk uh, into domes underground, Uh, They'd live to 30, live a good, happy life Uh, Again, very promiscuous And and, uh, they wouldn't uh, reproduce at all Because it was all done in test tubes And um, for everyone that was killed off at 30 uh, Then a new baby would be born And that's how they kept the the figures constant It was quite a good good movie to watch anyway It says, today designer uh, Julie Jonas uh, Urbanus Has created something very similar It's called the Euthanasia Coaster and he describes it as an elegant and euphoric way to take the life of a human being. The very human death A coaster will drop you and spin you until your brain loses oxygen, a legal indicator of death in many jurisdictions. I mean, this isn't all the mainstream because you're getting taught now that it's not too bad to go and get your brains blown out. It says the ride lifts you half a kilometre to the top. There you can decide when to push the fall button. And then it's vision loss, confusion, and then your dead body will loop a few more times to ensure that this was indeed your final ride. Uh, Urbanus speculates about the future uh, use of his euthanasia machine and he thinks it can be used either for overpopulation or if your life becomes too long, that means you're taxed to the gills and you've had enough, although it's unclear whether he sees this too long scenario as a voluntary course of ride or more of a mandatory one. And uh, I've got another link to it too, uh, a better link perhaps with perhaps more inter- information in it, where he says they could actually make one that will take about 24 at a time and it uh, be more efficient than Auschwitz was, was ever supposed to be. And it'll be real, that's for sure. You can go and feel it and see it and try it if you want. And uh, it, and then it, and when, at the very end, they can replace it with new bodies very quickly, like a, like a, a magazine for a gun, basically. Just put new bodies in there and uh, and uh, let them die off and bring them down and clear them out again and that way they could reduce the population rather quickly. And of course, it's all meant to be some kind of joke to the average person, the way it's presented, but believe you me, it's all affecting the way that you think about things, because you don't think about things. You bring in information through osmosis, you don't think through things, or ask even why these articles are getting mainstream attention, or who funds morons like this character here, because someone is funding him. And then you'll find out who's funding them. You'll find what they're connected to, to, to. And so, again, population reduction and all the usual stuff. Now, I'm going to give you an example of how your emotions are used against you. And quite naturally, too, because we have natural emotions to do with certain things. Some of them were not allowed to be discussed at that anymore. Uh, we can get in prison for retaliating, in fact. However, um, other things are, are allowed. And we're so repugnant to to see how animals can be mistreated and killed for for food. It says the Dutch move to ban slaughter of livestock which hasn't been stunned, and that sounds oh, that's oh, there's your headlight. That's terrible. That's awful. It says the Dutch Parliament has passed a bill banning the slaughter of livestock without stunning it first, and it says. Uh, Removing an exemption that has allowed Jews and Muslims to butcher animals according to centuries old dietary rules. Well, believe you me, one of the groups will still get along with that. Let's go into the real story and why they're doing this after this break.
0: Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix. Reading an article about uh, how how Holland has. Um, Pass a bill to ban the slaughter of livestock without stunning it first. Remember too, we have to go into a vegetarian world. That's on the books. Have said that for 40 years, and uh, Tothra said it in his book "To the Third Way" and a wave. And uh, that was part He said we're bringing in a vegetarian society, and it must be so. They've said the same thing for years. The illegals will have their venison, etc., from all the private farms they have scattered across the planet. But uh, you will not be eating any meat whatsoever. Now, remember, too, the whole point of this thing in in Holland is not because they care anymore about animals, believe you me, or in in Australia either, where they are the same problem. Uh, It's nothing to do with that. It's the fact that they're bringing in and mandating you eat this genetically grown meat in tanks. In Holland is the what the country it all started in. They've got all the massive funding from all different countries going via this tax money, basically, going to these big corporations on, on Holland to make sure that they can expand their tanks and sell you this flabby, awful kind of scientifically designed goodness-knows-what what, what kind of meat that they're selling. And they've got it in, in, the, in the meat chain now. In Britain, they've, they've got to buy the stuff. And, of course, they, the initial stuff, they're just making it a hamburger uh, because it's got no tone to it or anything else. It's literally artificially grown. And this is the real reason behind it, not because these guys love animals, believe you me. That's, that's the real reason behind it. But, but they use your emotions to go against the meats and all the rest of it until most of you will be stuck on Monsanto's GM uh, food, and you'll die off rather quickly. So that's all that's about. Perceptions, again, and emotions. They use it to the utmost on all of us. Google forced to change privacy practices after a report that the search giant publicizes the home addresses of Wi-Fi users. are selling them off. I'll put that one up at, at cutting 3 at the end of the night. And also, uh, government data leaked by hackers revealed U.S. government domestic spy program has grown far beyond our wildest nightmare with government operatives spying on our every move and every imaginable aspect of our lives both online and offline, and I'll put this article up for you to see for yourselves. All, all the big boys are in there, the FBI and private organizations and companies and so on. And, um, and another one, too, it ties in with it, how anything you've ever said on the Internet could be seen by employers as the Fed's approved firm that dishes dirt out on applicants. So they have all your data now and members are all going, going to be kept uh, confidential etc. Well now they're selling it off to all employers and they can get every single email, all your little talks that you put out there given to them for uh, which they pay for of course to these corporations and uh, I've told you before you <laughs> You've got to remember what you're talking about, who you're talking to at all times, and never say anything that you shouldn't say, obviously, because you have no idea where it's all going to go. I did a long time ago because I knew why they gave the folk the computer in the first place, because I'd read their books. A picture says a thousand words, and I, I like to talk about perceptions and perception management and how you've all been trained To perceive everything in a certain way If you see a guy in the roads uh, A highwayman for instance uh, With a gun pointing at your car And you stop, you're going to get robbed And uh, you're you're angry about it If If a policeman has been told To up his ante that week And get extra tickets out there To please the bosses Which they do, they've got quotas There's a guy in a uniform Looking rather mean With a gun And he wants you to pay up or else It's the same thing Extortion is extortion an extortion racket is an extortion racket it's all perception management and that's how you train animals and this article here is from Veterans Today that ties in with that because it's a set of photographs and I'll let you come to your own conclusions it says photo horrors Third Reich versus Gaza It says January 1940 on the one side and Israel 2009 on the other. Have a look at the photographs and see if you can see any difference at all. Now, we'll go to the phones now, and there's Vince from D.C. If he's on the line there, Vince. Hi. Yes. Hi,
0: Alan. Hello. Um, I just went straight to the point. Uh, I wanted to talk about the spraying and basically... um, that there's sort of a lot of misinformation, and based from what I've been reading, is that the spray is not actually just barium and aluminum salts. It's actually a synthetic biological organism. So you're breathing this in, and it gets it gets in your blood. Uh, and the guy that produced the documentary Aerosol Crimes, uh, Clifford Carnicom has basically discovered that the spray is ending up in everybody's. Blood, basically, and it's really yeah. sort of a frightening and uh, uh, unpleasant prospect. But for anyone interested, you can go to Carnicom.com. dot He has all his research papers up there.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what you always find, what you always find, is that when whatever you are coming across today is news, whatever you, whenever you see something like geoengineers want to geoengineer the planet, it's already been done for many years if they say they're going to add, thinking of adding something to the spray that they're going to do in the future, you'll find they already did it years ago. And with the present group getting us acclimatized to the idea of geoengineering, even though they started in 1998 daily to spraying the planet, uh, they're talking about adding sulfur to it now as well. And I had yellow puddles again this year. It's like latex paint, literally. Uh, and now I'm not kidding you too. Geoengineering is meant to cause either flooding or drought, depending on the spray that they use. And uh, here it's being they've just literally washed out the breadbasket of North America. I hope people are realizing that's what weather warfare is all about. Uh, out all the way to Manitoba, they're being flooded, and the same in the breadbasket of the U.S. at the same time. So that's why they can all they can say with confidence that there's going to be food crisis coming on. But you're right, too. Now, another thing we're talking about geoengineering was um, we, we, th- we think we've just found out it isn't just particles uh, of um, dirt or whatever in the atmosphere that causes uh, the, the ice to form around it and cause the initial rain, etc. We've now found that certain bacterium do it. So you're right. When they're telling you this, well, they're, they're putting bacterium in it as well. And they have been probably for years. And everyone's come down at all times with these strange bronchitic infections. Part of it is, is probably due to a bacterial infection that sets in, and, and part of it is definitely due to, to the fact that you cannot break, uh, breathe in barium, uh, aluminum oxide, and various other compounds, or sulfur either, without massive irritation of uh, the mucosal lining uh, of your lungs. And then, of course, bacterium really get going once that uh, mucosal lining breaks down, and you've got this repetitive bronchitis. This is now the new normal, by the way. Across the world, it's the new normal, and everyone's adapting to it. And medicine adapts to it very quickly. And uh, they tell you take more antihistamines and, and give you antibiotics, etc. So you're quite right. We're we're, we're being dosed. They know, and, and even when they, they tell you, oh, well, if we were going to geoengineer the world, there could be severe consequences. Well, they know the consequences. They've been studying us uh, going down the hill for the last since 1998. Uh, they know exactly what it causes. They know how the death rate's going up with it, too. And uh, it's bang on target as far as I'm concerned. And, of course, they're never going to admit to it. Uh, even the ones who have tried to get admissions out of them, like the politician in Sudbury, Ontario, uh, was told by the Department of Defense politician they don't have to answer that question because it's a matter of national security. So uh, that's, that's where it is, you know.
0: I just want to uh, say one more thing. Yeah, I agree absolutely that it uh, has a big purpose as the weather warfare. Yeah. But I also think that it, it has something to do with transhumanism or, you know, genetic engineering uh, and affecting humans because...
1: Oh, it's affecting us. And here was, here's what they said too in the treaties they signed at the United Nations since the 70s, by the way, ongoing. Uh, that they could also uh, affect the moods of human beings, make us re- very depressed, um, euphoric or lethargic. Everyone's tired, you'll notice. Everyone who's heavily sprayed gets tired. And your, your mind is sluggish. And, of course, we're not living up to our optimum levels of thoughts or ability or creat- creativity or whatever. And this is all the side effects of it. So they can also pacify the people um, uh, during times of crisis with it as well. And I'm sure we're all being pacified. People are not reacting to the news that's even getting thrown at them. With, with, with the proper responses, they're not reacting at all.
0: Yeah. I agree. The, the last thing I'll say before I go is that the, the sort of I guess this pathogen or whatever that's ending up in everyone's blood, if you actually uh, rinse your m- mouth out with uh, red wine, which contains you know these sort of um, aromatic compounds from plants, you can actually see these filaments just come out, come out massive amounts of filaments coming out of your gums, and if you put them under the microscope. The, uh, the filaments match the, the stuff in the air. But actually, you know, you actually have a fair amount of this material in your body.
1: You, you talk off the, the little tubules that, that are coming out like, like Margellan stuff. Yeah,
0: it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and,
1: well, it's interesting too that one of the articles I have here, uh, was to do with the military when they first came out with the polymer idea. Uh, spraying the air with polymer. Uh, and they, they created these particular little nano sized tubules. And inside the tubules, the idea was for for actual warfare purposes at the time, going back to the 1950s. And Teller, who invented the H bomb, was the guy who was given this project. And and these little tubules were contained were to contain the virus or the bacterium that they were going to bring down on the enemy target. So it's an old technology, it's old, old stuff, well tried and tested over different areas of especially Britain or testing Britain in, in the 60s and 70s with this stuff. Uh, without telling the public, of course and and measuring it measuring the health effects too, so they 've experimented we 're not under experimentation anymore. this is the real thing. this is war on the public and uh, and you 're right unfortunately um, we 're getting absolutely f- full of uh, chemicals, uh, these little tubules is, as they 're called and um, and and, and i' said years ago too there 's no complaints department here that 's the worst of it. Who do you complain to? Who? They all staff, well, you we don't know anything about that. You know, how, how crazy? We, we're not doing that. You know? E- even though you look up every single day in, in a rural area and there's about 50 trails across the sky every morning.
0: Yeah. yeah, I even looked up non-NATO country members and I can find photographs in Uruguay, Paraguay, Argentina, mm-hmm. um, at a spraying and the only place I've seen no spraying was, uh, about oh, when I was in Egypt about a year ago, yeah. but that might have just been the two weeks that I was there, you
1: know. Yeah, I I've, I know people in Air Canada and a few other companies uh, who are always on the go across the planet, and they they say it's worst uh, over all the big cities across the planet now, and uh, it's, it's everywhere across the planet now.
0: I think I think so too.
1: So uh, okay, well,
0: I'll let you get
2: back to. your
1: yeah. Thanks for, Thanks for calling. As I say, where's the complaints department? You understand pleading with the monsters at the top is not going to stop them. I hope everyone understands that. I hope you really understand what I'm saying. Now, um, we'll go to Glenn in Philly, if he's there. Hello, Glenn.
3: Hello, Alan. Um, good evening. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, get a little feedback on the... Um, the story about electricity regulation changes you mentioned. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, When you're dealing with alternating current, there's three different elements. There's the voltage, there's the available current, and there's the frequency. And what they're going to stop regulating or carefully checking is the frequency of the current. Mm -hmm. And so while it's true that many devices can uh, tolerate a certain range of voltage, which is electrical pressure, sort of analogous to water, as that pushes, Current is drawn, and then the frequency is what's going to throw things off. Specifically, anything with an AC motor, AC motors like old type clocks, especially you know, and, and anything with AC motors. Now, anything that uses uh, you know a transformer that uh, rectifies the current and puts it out as DC, that should be okay. Or a lot of devices, especially things that draw small amounts of current and have chips on them, those can tolerate you know uh, tolerate that sort of thing. Uh, and again, especially if they're using DC, but anything with AC, motor- and just, and, and so now they can tell you, as this thing gets, stuff gets out of kilter, they can sell you a whole new generation of devices with all yeah. the little, uh, doodads in it that they want, you know?
1: That's what I was thinking too, Refr- refrigerators and everything. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Any, especially anything with AC motors, that will stress the heck out of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, anyway, that's, that's about all. Um, I was actually uh, uh, on the health front. I can also share. I had told you this a while back, and I haven't contacted you directly about it. I personally have had great success uh, in the past two years with uh, remediating certain health problems with nutri- nutrient supplements and relatively straightforward stuff that can be purchased directly at the, the discount store or, uh, you know, a drug store. Yeah. And I, I will uh, write you about this because, yes. you know, in case you want to procure some of it. But um, some of it is... is uh, you know, pretty straightforward, pretty basic, and um, gotten rid of a lot of aches and pains, and now I'm starting to get the upper hand on fatigue. So yeah. I, will, I will email you about
1: that. Okay. Okay, okay
3: thank, thank you, sir. Have a good night.
1: Thanks for calling. It's true, you've got to supplement yourself because the rubbish you're getting even from the vegetables, never mind the spraying, but so the rubbish you're getting from the vegetables now, uh, these things are completely altered. I'd hardly call them food anymore at all. And... Um, now there's Dave from London there. Are you there, Dave? Hi, hi Adam. Yes. How are you? Not too bad.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, then. I'll just try as quick, quick as possible. Um, uh, the, um, I think the the Dutch thing is going to start some sort of... Uh, it's, a Hegel, it's the Hegelian dialectic, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because, you, you, you know what I mean, it's going to start some violence. And I don't know whether you know about the Bradford 2001... Riots that occurred in Bradford, something mm-hmm. like that, where you know there's a there's there's, there's that going on. Um, so it kind of reminds me of the Protestant-Catholic thing they had. Now it's like a new a new paradigm is probably Muslims and non-Muslims fighting each other.
1: And also be vegetarians who are fanatics and all greenies fighting people who want to eat meat too. Yeah. 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 Right.
2: Um, Uh, I wanted to ask a question about um, Protestantism. Um, What's the evidence to show that Protestantism came out of Rosicrucianism? Because I I can see the the links between uh, the Cathars and the Rosicrucians, but I can't see the links between the Protestantism and Rosicrucianism. What's the evidence for that?
1: Well, the evidence, if you go into the Bogomils and the Cathars, they're both, both the same peoples in different areas. In Europe, and uh, and how how they actually trying to uh, infiltrate and take over uh, the church actually, but with a new spin on it, of course, a form of Gnosticism. Uh, and uh, really, when you check the same teachings that they had, um, you'd find that they match up precisely with Rosicrucianism. Plus, Martin Luther uh, himself, look at look at his family crest. It's the it's the Rosen cross. It's Rosicrucianism. Same as the Tudors, right? The Tudors had a the, the, the Tudors had the red Road as, as well, and the Lancasters had the white rose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll find really it was really it came it was definitely born out of that. There's a big movement to to uh, back Luther as well. A big movement behind them, Re- very powerful and wealthy too. Yeah. But uh, but uh, thanks for calling. We'll be back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix and there's Rita from Colorado on the line there. Are you there, Rita?
4: Hi, uh, hi I'm good. How are you, Alan?
1: Not too bad.
4: Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to thank you very much. Like I've been listening to your program. I just graduated from college and um, your program and its resources really uh, facilitated my, um, my education. So thank you very much.
1: That's been a pleasure to do.
4: Yeah. I just wanted to... I didn't talk about my experiences in college. It was just, it was the weirdest thing because, I mean, um, I was in the humanities. So, you know, we would read a lot, a lot of the stuff that you talk about, especially like, with the, like cultural production and all that, Adorno, um, the whole Frankfurt School, all those guys. And it was just so weird because, I mean, we'd be in the classroom and uh, you would be reading from the horse's mouth, you know, the whole yeah. plan. And then, you know, we would match it with, um, assessing, you know, like advertising, television, magazine, yeah. internet, um, policies and laws. And even, even in the classroom, there'd be people who just wouldn't get it, like just not believe it, It'd be like thinking it was just a You would talk a lot, once you would step outside the classroom and you were talking about it outside of its theoretical frame, mm-hmm. people would be like, nah, nah, that's just conspiracy. That's just, I would notice I, I would notice like three types of things. It would be either you'd have people who would be like, No, no, that's just that's just a conspiracy that would never happen. Even though they were reading it from the horse's mouth every yeah. day.
0: Yeah.
4: Or you would have people or you would have people um who were apparently I went to a very liberal campus, um so it would be, you know, people would people would be thinking that they're fighting something but they're actually falling into the program, yeah. you know, like maybe yeah. it'd be especially like with feminism or whatever, and they would just totally be following into the system anyways, like, oh yeah, population problem, we really need to adjust this, and like, we really need to go green and like bring about positive social change, but they'd yeah. be feeding, they'd be doing the same script, you know? That's right. Or like you'd meet people, or I would meet people who i I'd be like, is this a spy? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you would, you, and it was just, it was such, it was it was a horrible experience for me at college because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I wanted to have fun and, like, do the college thing, but I'd be learning this, and then it was just so, I would, I would always be so confused because I didn't know who was who. I didn't know who really knew what. I didn't know who my professors really were. It was just so strange, you know?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of paranoia. I'm getting a lot of uh, emails from people and university now to talk about paranoia and how even professors set up little groups against other members of the groups. Uh, what they don't know is, this is an, these are authorized experiments, uh, social experiments, where they'll seem to ostracize a person who will not be told why. And they're taught to spy on them and report on them. And uh, and this is so fascinating to see that the professors are actually using the, the, these experiments without permission on particular subjects and making them ultra paranoid throughout their whole experience in college. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, it was it was just it was the most bizarre experience, and I just it was so frustrating too because I would want to get involved in things, you know, like to take action, but I just didn't know like which group was which. I didn't know. Who was really behind it? What was a front group? You know, it was just so bizarre. And you know, I want to continue um, studying like this whole cultural production thing. And it's just, you know, like the entertainment industry. I've just really been like, you know, as a young person, just really trying to heal from this whole, you know, upbringing I've had. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, like television and movies and all this stuff has raised me more than my own family. Yes,
1: exactly. You've said it right, right on the button. Yeah. They've raised you more than your own family. That's what Bertrand Russell said, too. The state shall take over all the functions of the family, including giving them their values. Well, the the TV did it for them. (laughs)
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just, you know, just to really come to terms with that and, you know, try to disconnect from all the indoctrination and then, you know, but still, like, relate to my peer group and, like, still function. And it's just, it's very strange, you know. Like, I just find myself in a very strange place.
1: It's a very strange place, and I will tell you, i will take some courage on your own part to find yourself, because that's really what it's all about: is finding yourself and shedding the indoctrination. Even if those around you do not shed theirs, are quite comfortable with it, it's much easier than thinking for yourself is to keep wearing the same indoctrination. So uh, you, you can, but I tell you, there's no prize greater than than finding yourself. And having your mind working the way it's supposed to work, and discerning for itself what's what's true, false, uh, and right and wrong for you, uh, there's there's no greater prize than that. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm just taking this time now, like in the summer, to just read and like still listening to your show. But like it was just weird because everything on your program we would read in class. Yeah. And we would talk about in class, and mm-hmm. you know it makes me think that it's definitely like. Like, the TV and, like, all the, like, genetic whatever has definitely done a great job because people really are just not responding. And I don't, I don't know what's going through their head, but, like, you'd be reading it and mm-hmm. people would just say, no, that's not true. I remember there was, like, a, a kid and he was – and then it's also interesting how, like, rebellion – they have even made a niche for those who have, like, a rebellious leaning. Mm -hmm. and like so they have a little they have a little bubble for you to go into you know they have
1: they literally do they have a little compartment for every kind of personality out there yeah
4: Mm -hmm. and everything's everything's been crafted into like a marketing a marketing thing where it's like yeah if you're rebellious you have this look and you say these types of things and you know i tell people like what do you think like facebook and twitter and and then it's like they're doing, like they're profiling, you trying to figure out what else can they feed, you know. They're looking into, like, your your uh, predisposition and, like, constantly feeding you something to, like, keep you going in a certain direction, you know. Yes. I but, th- once-
1: but i tell you, thanks for calling in because we've actually gone over the time with the radio <laughs> and the music didn't come in. But but I hope you call again and, and keep us filled in on how you how you are doing with your experiences from Hamish myself, from Ontario Canada. As good night, may your God or your gods go with you.